0: The Secret of Monkey Island, a game so big only the Sega CD could hold it. You are Guybrush Threepwood, would-be pirate. Something's afoot on these islands and it's up to you to find out what's what. A graphic adventure game has never been so easy. Using the award-winning Scum system, walking, talking, taking is as simple as pointing the cursor and pressing a button. The Secret of Monkey Island offers adventure gamers a new kind of storytelling experience that includes logic puzzles. Complex conversations and side-splitting humor. Available now from LucasArts Games and JVC. The Secret of Monkey Island sets new standards for Sega Genesis CD games. Oh my lord. Didn't you know it was on? Easy. <laughs> everyone welcome to play retro where we talk about old video games i'm your host scott johnson and i like to click on pirates and their booty
1: Ooh, and i'm your other host brian dunaway and yo ho these sierra games keep killing me so i'm loading up for discord the sarcastic point and click adventuring instead also lucas is a troll
0: yeah lucas is a troll george lucas, lucas is a troll. permanent troll of all time Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. we got a lot to talk about. Uh, been a been a busy week for everybody, a lot going on, but we have been uh, deep in discussion and planning to talk to you fine folks about those Monkey Island games of yore, the old ones, the classics. Ooh. Why are we doing that? Well, partly, a brand new edition of the game, or edition to the game, came out last week. And uh, that game is getting stellar reviews, and seems like a real return to the source material, as well as an advancement in many other ways. So I'm excited to play that game. I bought it. It's in my library. I just need to click play. But in the meantime, we played all this other stuff so we could talk about it today. Yeah. So all the yelling. stuff
1: leading up. That stuff during the mostly the nineties. creeped a little bit into the two thousand, but uh we're not going to talk about the Tall Tale games other than just to say those existed. Yeah, nothing but wrong wait, with Telltale. I, I like the Telltale
0: games fine. They were okay games. for their time. You say Talltale? I
1: like that. Yeah, I said Talltale. I did, because I was, I, I don't know why I got confused there. But yes, Telltale. Tell, Telltale. Tell, I actually tall like Talltale
0: tall better. That's better. Yeah. This
1: yeah. is at least as good.
0: Yeah, it's as good or better. Anyway, yeah, we're not going to talk about those so much, because they're not really in the classic Pantheon, but uh, there are a lot of games that are, and you're going to hear Ron Gilbert's name come up a lot. You're going to hear Tim Schafer's name a lot. Uh, These are some of the luminaries of the greatest adventure games ever made. And thankfully, Ron Gilbert is the dude behind the new one. Uh, We'll get to all that here in a minute. But before we do, I am a very bad retro player this week. You know why? Let me tell you why. (laughs) Okay. I spent most of almost entirely my game time with the exception of today. I played a bunch of grounded, which is also a new game because it hit 1.0 today and is very, very good. Highly recommend it. I spent all my time in cyberpunk during the last week w- with what gaming time I had, which wasn't actually that much. I played a ton of cyberpunk. Um, so I guess you could say I played a retro game in 30 years. This'll be a retro game. Okay. Right. So that's how I so just
1: Scott you, Scott's working the loopholes.
0: Yeah, I'm working the loophole. I like those holes, <laughs> like to work them, and uh, I'm working one today. So, yeah, there you go. I spend all of my time there any, Cyberpunk.
1: Is, is there any uh, 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 Cyberpunk Uh retroing inside the game? Is there any, like, uh, oh. unlockable games or stuff like that? Funny you should I'm ask.
0: Lost. There 100% yeah. is. You go into these various places that have arcade machines. They're, like, uh, kind of old, new-looking. Like, it's hard to yeah. explain. So the Cyberpunk motif is very much like if, if the 80s – and extreme technology existed at the exact same time that's kind of cyberpunk right and that's when that tabletop system was written and so it makes sense but anyway the uh there's a game in there called oh come on chat you're going to have to remind me it's the horse one but it's a pixelated <laughs> retro looking <laughs> r- like endless runner game where you're a horse okay. and you got to jump over okay. obstacles avoid other one oh, avoid certain things try not to get killed uh the longer you hold the button the higher you jump uh,
1: is it called Pixel Horse? It might be. I love all the options, though. Horse Game, says Claire Gack. Yeah. Always got a good one. Yeah, yeah. Last of Us. Choplifter. Chop, yeah. Choplifter, always always a favorite amongst the... Uh, the, the we the. going to have to start charging uh, channel points yeah. to be able to use the word Choplifter. I think that's I think a that's... good idea.
0: But I will say, <laughs> if, if it is Pixel Horse, let me see if it is. Um, I can't remember the name. Oh, yeah, it is Pixel Horse. Right, right. Uh, It is actually really fun i mean i'm not spending a ton of yeah. time on it but when i see an arcade or i have to go do a quest and it's inside a place that has pachinko machines and arcade machines and stuff yeah i'll stop off at the pixel horse and play it it's good yeah.
1: and and could you even have a cyberpunk uh, without like games like system shock and uh, do Ex? oh no
0: you don't have any of that stuff without the cyberpunk motif and you know blade runner deserves yeah. a lot of credit for that and you know do do cow's dream of electric pigs or whatever the
1: name of the book yeah was. yeah it's yeah it's the cows. he makes a little paper mache uh, cow and he puts it right there on the uh on the table there he does, he does
0: exactly does it. so i so yeah. there so that's what i did it's a it's, it's a unicorn. retro it's a retro future world and that's a little bit uh, okay for this show uh brian you did yeah. a lot more stuff including uh, i guess your steam decks here on wednesday
1: yeah uh, well, it's going to be there Wednesday or Thursday. We're still waiting, but it should be here very shortly. I'm, I'm very excited the Steam Deck is going to finally arrive. Thank God I thought it was going to be here last week, but that was just a tease. And so they finally did ship it out uh, sometime this week, and then they sent me a notification and said, it, it, so I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait, because yeah. I'm going to be just as... Annoying uh, as you were, you are
0: going to be. You're going to be. You're going to annoy everybody except me because I'm excited for you. I can't wait for you to get it. Right. I, have a, I have a whole list. Oh, by the way, I don't think I've told the show this. I've told other shows this, but I have a whole list of, including a bunch of retro games, including the entire retro like how to get EMU deck running and all that, uh, yeah, plus yeah. a ton of modern games and a big giant list of games that I've tested on the device that I know a work and b are really fun. And it's a big list. If you go to frogpants.com slash deck games, D-E-C-K games. Uh, Again, that's frogpants.com slash deck games. You'll see my entire list, and I update it all the time. Um, Brian, you'd be happy to know that I was playing Owlboy the other day. That game is fantastic on there.
1: Oh, if you love retro games, not a true retro game, but God in the spirit of one, Owlboy is amazing. Owlboy is
0: amazing. If you didn't play it back in 2017 or whatever it was when it came out, you are missing out on one of the best, yeah. most beautifully animated pixel adventures I've ever seen. So good. And they somehow, they somehow transcend the Metroidvania bit with gameplay that that's unlike any Metroidvania you've played, but it's still kind of a Metroidvania. It's really, really good. And oh, it uh, is. I've been playing that plus a bunch of other stuff. That device is great. You're gonna lose your mind. I can't
1: wait for you to get it. Let me know when you get it. I can't wait. I can't wait. But but what I do have, though, I got some really old retro equipment sent to me by a a couple of listeners, actually. Mm. A couple of people in our community. Uh, Albert, uh, Mayor McCheese on Twitter, sent me some Commodore stuff. Uh, this is the. Don't know if you remember this. Fifteen forty one large floppy disk that I used to have with my Commodore. Look at that thing. Jeez. Look how big this thing's bigger than my head.
0: That's that's as big. It's not. It's a little longer, but it's like basically your your Series X, but mushed in a different direction. Yeah, you're
1: Huge. you're not wrong. And he also he sent me a Commodore sixty four. It looks like it needs a little bit of work. There's a couple of keys, but that's fine. I'm I'm down with that. I'm down with a couple of little projects. The the Play Retro Preservation Society does exist. Yep. If you want a little a smaller floppy drive for the 128, the Commodore 128, oh, which I've that. never had. Yeah. Much more reasonable in size. And he also sent me a 128 uh, that I've got to get some cables for. So I'm pretty excited about that. But we also another great uh, Jamie is in the process of hooking me up with a fully working uh, Commodore 64 to bring back my childhood, yeah. man. Could you get your Commodores wait. on
0: more, more often than right now? Your Commodore life is about to just uh, explode. My-
1: yeah. It really is. And the more we play these retro games, like uh got me even more excited because with Monkey Island this week, uh, Ron Gilbert talks a lot about getting started with Scum mm-hmm. on the Commodore sixty four. Yep. And so that that was written originally he was working in a, a similar language. And uh so then he built all these tools for the scum game engine and it it it. it Propagated and it went on forward. And I've been reading like the user manual, the Bible or cookbook, if you will, of uh, the original Scum that they had for the developers. And so I'm, i all of us is really getting me super excited. Have you had so any the, desire
0: you, to go and and play with the latest? Because there's like a version of Scum that people still build new games with and stuff. Do you, you have any interest I, right. in messing with that? I,
1: actually, I do. Actually, want to I actually want to try some of this uh, after I get through reading the manual. I wouldn't mind trying. Uh, compiling my own, there's a couple places where you can compile uh, a, a scum game of sorts. I'm not yep. sure how complete it is. I'm still r- learning and researching it, uh, but I'm I'm pretty excited about that. I'd love to do something uh, similar to, to to developing a small, because you know, that's what you did back then. Yep. You had small teams, an individual could potentially uh, design their own game, so I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, Albert and Jamie both, I want to thank both of those guys for uh, for hooking me up with the with and helping us grow this Play Retro Preservation Society, guess uh, a couple. I got, got some stuff I got to work on to get these things fully functional. Yeah. Uh, but I'm excited about having the opportunity to do just that. Also, yeah. a little follow up, real quick. I don't know if you see that Twitter link down there. Uh, a follow up from last week. Uh, we was talking about uh, you know the 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 storage. Situation I have oh, back yeah. here behind me, yeah. you know, how we display and store our retro equipment. And we had at least uh, one individual posted a really awesome picture on uh, oh, yeah. Twitter. Look yeah. at that. Yeah, that's great. Look at look at all of that stuff, man. That's pretty great. Mostly- I want
0: I want that just because it looks like a corner of a store. Like a, I'm going to an old right. software, et cetera. And they got a rad little retro section or something. Yeah. So
1: they that just used like. a wire rack and they've got, they've got mostly got handheld stuff. You'll see some, I uh, see some Game Boy games over there. Uh, looks like it might be an ES Mini up there. Is that with the controllers and stuff? Or maybe it's just a box. Uh, but look at all those, look at all those, uh, look at uh, all those yeah. small handhelds down got there. Got a
0: bunch too, of those. So got a pair of, of shoes that say game over on the uh, the soles. Oh, he's got, yes. It's got a Love switch it. up there, a switch box. I don't know if there's a switch in it. He's got some, uh, what's that, a
1: 3DS or 2DS or something right there. Yes. Yes. Um,
0: that's awesome that's great yeah share
1: us your setups uh, let, let let us see it on twitter play retro show uh or send them to the uh, the email either way
0: yeah send them uh, uh what is our email play retro show at gmail.com send that to there us. you go that's it please do and play retro show mm, on twitter. twitter uh very cool uh and also uh, there's something about this name of the play retro preservation society we got to do something with that i don't know
2: what oh yes yes
0: we should come up with something like a uh, uh, not-for-profit sort of thing where people, if they've got some old thing they want to donate to the cause, will right. create a little like a like a museum of sorts uh, and, and, and send it around where it makes sense. And that includes one of you. If you're like, look, I've got a complete set of uh, every, um, I don't know, let's say every EA game that came out on the Genesis with all the weird little tabs on the cartridge, but I'm missing one. And it's, uh, I don't know, Mutant League Hockey, and then somebody out there is right. like, "Oh, I've got like two copies of that. Here, I'll send you that one." Like an exchange kind of system would be so cool. We got right, to right. we got to talk about this. It'd be something we could do.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm totally down with that. Uh, and like I said, I, everybody who sends me something, I I keep their information with the equipment, and eventually I like to make some little plaques and stuff. And if ever I would like my my ideal vision is to have all this stuff kind of somewhat portable, so that uh, like if we go to a East Coast meetup, like we tried to this past year. I wouldn't mind, like you know, bringing some stuff up and setting it up, and and you know, sure. giving everybody a chance to take a look and and play with that original hardware and and stuff. So yeah. just just working on it. We're still it's it's still early on, but uh, it it excites me. We it have makes, ideas. It gives me the tingles.
0: Yeah, and for yeah. those by the way, that wonder what scum is. Scum is uh, basically it's an engine to build, and it's very old. Goes back to the C sixty four, as yeah. Brian mentioned. But it's uh, two M's, SCUMM. It's an acronym for something. Hold on, what is it? For? Yeah, it's a
1: script creation utility for Maniac Mansion. That's right. Uh, yeah, Ron, Ron Gilbert, he originally made this because it was becoming, uh, it was becoming difficult to develop for the game uh, because of having to to assemble stuff constantly, mm-hmm. and so this is just a layer that allows it to manage all the memory and everything, and all the program has to do. Is concentrate on the game designer. All I right. do is concentrate on just like the fun parts, like, you know, scripting stuff so that it'll look like uh you could you could do these adventure games mm-hmm. and you could just you could you could point to the graphics and it's really it just makes everything a lot easier and a lot better.
0: Yeah. And like I said, there's you know, you can run this now. Um so it was Ron Gilbert with the help from Chip Morningstar. He went by the yes. name Unix Man. In 1987, yeah. anyway, yes. it's pretty cool stuff. We'll Lo- talk about that yeah. more later, but it's pretty rad. Love it. Pretty cool, dude. Yeah, you should, dude. Learn some scum. Do it. Let's do it.
1: I I am. Like I said, I've been learning the uh, the scripting language. It's pretty. It's it's not too bad. Uh, the Scum actually uh, ended up turning into uh, using the Lua L U A, which is also another scripting language. And I I I kind of know a little bit of that. Uh, they're not like one to one or anything, but I kind of I've I've been playing a lot round long enough with all this stuff. That most of it makes sense to me. My it,
0: daughter bought something called oh shoot, I don't remember the name of it, and she's not in the chat, so I can't ask her. But she's trying no to no. build, trying to build her own adventure game, do some of the art for it and stuff. And she bought something for like eighty four bucks that is supposed to be the hot business right now. It's not scum; it's some other thing. But uh, I guess people are making some amazing games out of it. She just kind of wants to get yes. a, a game demo made so she can you know, slap that with her uh diploma and you know, put this in resumes there you and go. stuff.
1: Yeah. You don't have to start from scratch. I mean we we are we are at a place that we don't have to write our own game and just thank God. You can, but you don't have to. No, you don't have to. You don't have to do no. anything. You can do the you can do the more fun parts. Which but you is, do you, know, you do have yeah. to listen to this.
2: Shall we play a
0: game Speaking of episode one, there's a little uh little jow sound there. Uh, oh. we're talking about monkey Island retro edition here. Uh, the secret of monkey Island, monkey Island Two: LeChuck's revenge and the curse of monkey Island and escape from monkey Island. Um, there's some other stuff in there. Like we had a commercial at the top of the show that talked about the Sega CD version of the original game.
2: Yes.
0: Um, but you know, we're not really focused on, you know, ports and all that today. We're just really talking about these original, uh, adventure games, which is interesting because. Some may say, hey, haven't you guys done the adventure game thing before?
1: Well, we talked about
0: King's Quest, but that's a we whole did different the jam. Opposite.
1: We did the opposite of what we're doing today. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Also, King's because, Quest
1: was like, uh,
0: my gosh, we had a lot with that episode, didn't we? There was a
1: lot. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're talking about King's Quest as more of a text parser. This was intentionally t- uh, designed to be the opposite of that. That's what, uh, that's what Ron Gilbert really wanted to do that was his whole that was his whole uh the, the idea to start to go no i don't want to i don't want to make it where somebody can die like constantly and you're you know they're they're it, it, i want something this easy of fact they talked about it in the commercial they said it's it's kind of what they say easy or the less complicated i don't remember the exact yeah language, and really but, what
0: they meant was it's very point and click this was a mouse era thing you know that was where they were focused mice relatively well 1990 relatively new um and the dos version is the one i saw i forgot how little audio there is in these games though that kind of threw me there's mostly music and then not a lot of sound effects and no voice acting in the original stuff right uh, at all but as you're looking right now i'm showing some some footage of a playthrough i actually think the animation and graphic style Way yeah. holds up. I think this looks freaking great. Even that talking pirate looks great talking. Look at him. talking. <laughs> 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 it's amazing. And it was yeah. all with yeah. this, this really great uh, MIDI music that sounded like this. I mean, tell me that doesn't make you want to just like
1: groove to it, man. I, I let this run in the background for hours.
2: Oh, uh, because so you're not
1: gonna die here you could you can just you can you can have Threep wood hang out and just sit in a room and nothing happens it's just it's fine there's only one way to die in this game yep and I'm not gonna tell it to you no it's you shouldn't
0: tell us it's, it's a secret it's the secret of right. monkey
1: island right <laughs> it is a secret of monkey Island no it's the secret of how three can die if you you had to really you had to really mean it though yeah. it's not easy to do that's you have true. to make make it happen well
0: the the game was known for being funny. And that commercial kind of set it pretty well, although it was a super cheesy way to present a commercial or a game, but
1: you know, yeah, it was, it was kind of lackluster, wasn't it? I was kind of like, Ooh, yeah. It's oh, like this that, guy I don't even sounds like I do not want to play that game. Yeah,
0: oh. Kind of lame ad, but the, the game itself, very funny, somewhat heartening in parts. Um, I've heard this yeah. about the new game a lot that there is, uh, you know, the same focus on humor is there and all that other stuff, but that it's actually really heartfelt by the end. And, uh, people who are longtime fans of the series are going to really like what ron gilbert did in 2022 but anyway of course we mentioned this is uh on the scum engine amiga dos atari st and mac is where this showed up the first time
1: uh did you play the original game and where did i you? i i did not play it on the first run and the reason why is because this would have been on windows 3.11 mm-hmm. so you know Uh, Real old school. When I was on 3.11, I was doing a little bit of BBS stuff, but I wasn't playing any video games on the PC. All my video gaming was being done on consoles. It wasn't until Windows 95... That I started loading up some DOS games, and one of the first games I loaded up was uh, the Secret of Monkey Island, which was a little bit older by that point, it was around ninety-five or so. Yeah, so I, lo- I got ninety-five pretty early on. I was I was stoked. You were and early. I was like, oh, this is going to change everything. That's pretty funny, though. Yeah. You started playing
0: more DOS games when DOS became not the operating system that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, that <laughs> was wasn't really. It, it was because. It just happened, you know. People had been—I had been acquiring games. People had been giving me games. I've, oh, my whole life, people know I've been a gamer, and so I would be given games like, "Oh, here's some disc of this. You ever use it." I'm like, oh, "I'm not, I'm not going to play this." I'm <laughs> it. Thank you, anyway. I'm gonna... Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> so uh-huh.
1: I had it. It was one of those games that was sitting around. It's like, oh, you know what? I think I will play this. And it's like, oh, it's Runs and DOS. So okay, whatever. I'm playing some games with this thing now, so might as well go for it. Go uh, for it.
0: Yep, that's true. Uh, by the way, so look at the names involved in this game you've got secret of monkey island yes, and you've got uh as we mentioned ron gilbert's kind of your head of head of the table here um but tim Schaefer is there doing programming work mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh he would go on to be the tim Schafer, one of the most important <laughs> names in all video games not just adventure, yeah. adventure games uh you had people like oh where'd the other guy's name go
1: Oh, there's him. so many people uh, involved with the secret monkey. A lot of great illustrators and artists as well. Yeah. All on, all on at, at Skywalker ranch. This was a time when Lucas arts was still uh, at the ranch. Yep. Still
0: at, at the, the ranch. Skywalker still, uh, ranch. still a very much a, a solely owned George Lucas joint. And right. uh, they, I think it showed that kind of creativity that was going on at, at ILM and Skywalker ranch and, you know, all their little subsidiaries they were all still feeding off the massive teat that was Star Wars, and uh, yeah, and had no problem cutting some edges here. Like this is this is new. Mm. This is this game new at the time in 1990. I think looks great today. Like if you were gonna make, if you told me, hey Scott, there's a brand new pixelated uh, scum engine like point and click adventure game coming out, and I, and you showed me this, I'd believe you. I'd say, oh, that looks cool. I'm ready to play. It. Let's go. Like it looks <laughs> well, great. Sign me up, man. Yeah, and this is 256 colors they're working with here. Which is nothing.
1: Yeah, I, I was I was actually trying to see if this is the two fifty six uh, version. The, the original version that came out was only uh, EGA, which was sixteen colors. Uh, they they but they very qu- quickly went to uh, a VGA, which is a two hundred fifty six. Yeah, right? this is the VGA I one because it's,
0: it's got those cutscenes yeah. with the with the crazy detailed faces and stuff. Um, yeah. and it was also so this long play that we're looking at right now was played on PC DOS on a Roland MT thirty
1: two. Ooh,
2: yeah. Nice,
0: yeah. So, the real deal there, um, it is widescreen, which threw me. I don't know why that is. Uh don't think it was originally widescreen, so maybe that's-
1: it's not widescreen. It does look like it's widescreen, it's actually four by three, but this is probably something I completely forgotten about. You forget that the top part. It's like almost split. It's not quite half and half, but the top part is where the where the action, the movie, is playing, right? Mm-hmm. And then below it is where you do all your selections for your verb selections mm-hmm. and your inventory. So it does look like if you look at the whole screen, because the bottom part is blacked out, yep. so it makes it a little like a letterbox. But actually, there's uh, content going down there, and it's and the whole screen itself. It's is
0: weird about though because like I don't know if they're chopping it, but even when I've got text up, um, let me right. go back and I can look at it normal here with some text. There we go. Uh, yeah, I look at that. That's and that this if, I be stretched little edge, little yeah, if I go edge to edge, yeah. If I go edge to edge, there's sixteen by
1: nine on here. So I don't know if they
0: converted it. it might they did it real time. Yeah, they might
1: have. That's no true. idea. Hard to say. It might be stretched. I, I can't quite tell. I'm looking to. But yeah, it originally was a, a four by three format, yeah. and you're not going to stretch it because it's 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 pixel art, yeah. right? So it's not yeah. like it's it's not like it can be stretched. Even though they might have. That's true. Um This took four
0: one point four four floppies, by the way. Yeah. So if you wanted to buy this game, that's how you bought it. It wasn't on uh, CD till later, and uh, there's your deal. That's your game, and, and you had to
1: you had to switch those floppies too, baby. I was reading uh, how Scum works and uh, talking about where they have the assets and that kind of stuff, and you would uh, uh, have to flip, uh, you know swift flip, flip out the, the floppies if it's in certain cases. Uh, you know you may have a resource that would be on a, a floppy mm-hmm. they tried to they, they tried to encourage the programming to keep it to where you would keep as much together as you could but occasionally you would do something uh, that would require you to to flip between the floppies. so yep. a lot of fun
0: yep uh the game had no voices until 2009 some uh 12 years ago twelve
1: thirteen 13 years yeah. now Yes. Yeah, so yeah, 2009 was when the special edition came out. Did you get? Have you ever played the special? edition? I didn't edition? play it. I know
0: it has a bunch of people like like the voice work in it, um, but I've never heard yeah. or seen it. So I'm
1: sure. I I would say that the special. If if you're playing today for the first time, I went to archive.org, grabbed the original uh, DOS uh, files, and and played it uh, in DOSBox, and then I also tried it out in ScumVM just to see what the differences were. It uh, worked well in both cases, Scum VM being the superior experience with this. But then I also purchased the Steam version of the special edition of The Secret of Monkey Island. And if I was doing it today, I would definitely go that route. I think it's $6.99 or something like that. And it is amazing because it's got uh, a cell animation uh, looking graphics. But you can toggle in game, while you're playing, yeah, you, can, you can toggle to classic mode. It will literally, it'll seamlessly, kind of just, it'll, it'll, tr, it'll, tr, it'll just like, it'll just zoom in to the to the old pixel art. It's if what you, it's like, what uh, Diablo.
0: It's, if you played Diablo 2 Resurrected last year, that's that, that's what they we're talking right. about here. Same
1: thing. You yeah. Page up, time. page down. I believe was the is the shortcut key. Yeah. And it'll flip back and forth between the two. Uh, there's music throughout uh, in this version. Um, no dialogue still. Oh, I, I thought I had audio, one. didn't it? Hold on, or maybe maybe it does. Let me see. no. Oh. oh, yeah, it does. I apologize. Here it is. It has it. It has it in the remastered part. Angel so the Puffs. yeah. If you if you <laughs> if you flip back to the pixel art, yeah, it loses the uh, it loses the voice acting. Yeah,
0: that makes sense because uh, you're trying to keep it. But not you in know.
1: part two. In part two, in, in Chuck's Revenge, you can do both there is a mod that will allow you uh, to have all the voice dialogues as well as the original artwork. And that's the way I preferred to play it uh, when I was playing this. I, I didn't... Uh, this artwork doesn't stand up as well to me. No, I agree. Smart.
0: I actually think that this is fine. It's, it's fine. okay. Yeah. But it's it's not as cool as the Pixel stuff. Because here's what I think. I think in 2009, we weren't sure if, if it was like... Um, Part of the remaster should be things like eliminate the original pixelated art and replace it with this stuff. We thought maybe that was the right thing to do. I think if you were making this remake today, you would work really hard to maybe add more pixels or more effects or whatever, and definitely voice work and other environmental stuff. But I think you would want to retain that pixel art because all this much time later, I think pixel art has become accepted, for me anyway, as not just what it used to be like but also a perfectly wonderful form of presentation even today like i really yeah. like awesome pixel art even if it's brand and, new i don't care i
1: like and, it and one of the reasons i think as well is because the uh, they they hired illustrators who did the pixel art in the Mm -hmm. beginning. Mm -hmm. And those guys were literally, I've listened to a lot of interviews, by the way, I didn't know this until this past week, but uh, these, these illustrators, they, they were learning how to use pixel art because there was nothing there before. They were making up shit. And so when they had just the, uh, the 16 colors, they had to use dithering. And at first the scum engine couldn't compress dithering and if you know anything about compression you know it's a lot easier to compress something that's got solid blocks versus a bunch of dithering because it it just gets complicated and so at first they weren't going to allow them to do the dithering stuff but man the 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 care and attention because they had to to translate this from you know classic art to pixel art was really big whereas the the 2009 one looked more like uh, like almost like flash animation or something you know real basic uh illustration stuff stuff that you could kick out in a pretty short amount of time mm-hmm. whereas the pixel art who boy yeah uh, that was that was done what in uh, deluxe paint or whatever
0: oh back in the Glass. day they didn't even have you got to remember art. this like this is especially true of stuff just prior to this especially cuz they were pioneering a lot of new ways to do this at Lucas Arts but back in right. the day nobody sat down with a big fat tablet and a pen and drew pixel art. That's not how they did it. They had to yeah. sit down and do it, sometimes mathematically, 100% code-based yeah. art. And so you're just sitting around going, all right, well, uh, this, far <laughs> axis, this far in the Y-axis, this far in the X-axis, and that's where this one pixel is. We're going to make it blue, and now I'm going to make a red pixel right next to it.
1: And it's going to be... Yep. A,
0: like, that's how they used to do what, this shit, and is so different yeah. now. So much
1: different. And that's, why, and that's why Ron Gilbert was so important, especially the Scum Engines, because he made it possible for a creative artist to take control... Of making games without having to have deep programming knowledge, they just had to have a little bit of scripting knowledge, which reads a lot more like human language uh, than than what you would have to deal with otherwise. So yeah, it was really important that we were bringing this this all these great artists in on something. It's a real totally masterpiece.
0: I agree, and also just as uh, you know, this is as as important or maybe more important. But the game felt like the right length. It felt like the right difficulty. Mm-hmm. It is a very, very good video game. Take away all the graphical, uh, technical leaps of the time. And there were some, but take that all away. And underneath it all is a very, very smartly written, funny, funny. great game. And I don't we were, I, I think that's really hard to do it, today, it, even. You want to make an adventure game today? Freaking good luck. This stuff is freaking hard.
1: <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. Like, like, I'm not going to talk bad about Sierra games, but there has to be a comparison here because Sierra, what Sierra was doing was almost the opposite of what was happening here. Mm. Um, and, and so this had such a – like I said, it was such a, a – it was so much more on the creative side, allowing them to write this witty dialogue they got to, they got to put all the, they got to put a lot of the technical things behind them so they could focus on making something that was humorous throughout and just told this story. And it was in that made you feel like you didn't have any Ron talks about this. Ron Gilbert talks about this in a couple of interviews. He's talking about the player being here. They're not pirates. They're novice pirates. And the character that we're controlling is a novice pirate. And so instead of being an expert at something, and trying to, you know, manage somebody as an expert at something. Here we are. We're naturally moving forward into this storytelling. And I, I think it this really works well.
0: Yep, I agree. It was really, it really something well. in its day. Now we move on to this. Well, if you're wondering what that is, it's the sequel. There was a sequel. There was a sequel. And it was called The Secret of Monkey Island. Uh well, sorry, not the Secret of Monkey Island. Monkey Island Monkey Two. Monkey Island. Le Chuck's Revenge, which in French means the Chuck's Revenge. (laughs) Uh, This is just one year later, but this was a massive, massive upgrade in graphics fidelity. Uh, At least at the very least, one of the things that I absolutely loved about it were the intro animation stuff. Um, yes it is so good let me find that here in the in our video preview because this stuff I can't find it
1: and if you're not familiar with what was going on why why Lachuk is is our in the title of our game is because Threepwood has uh has has defeated the ghost uh lechuck and LeChuck is back spoiler this time he's a zombie uh think to some to some zoop, uh, some voodoo action I'm not talking about the video card either I'm talking about the uh, the old uh, the voodoo that you do
0: mm-hmm. yeah the voodoo you mm-hmm. do i get it the chat room's yeah. saying they really like the dancing monkeys in the intro that is true in fact they're coming right up here there was a weird uh let me pause it here actually because they had a weird security code at the beginning so yeah yeah basically for those at home on audio i'll try to explain this um it says, "Press Enter to begin begin o copy protection," and then up top they have a bunch of. Think of it as like almost like a slot machine. They have images flashing above that text. When you hit spacebar, the two images will be chosen. Right, so boink, it slows right. down. Bam. So what they've chosen here is, I guess that's a toadstool and a and a jaw jo-
1: jaw of a shark or something like jaw that. Bone? Maybe a, yeah. A so it shark?
0: says recipe for scurvy. They're even having fun with this. This is mix blank deadly toadstools with blank shark lips and shake well. So then you put in these numbers. In this case, you put 8 and 15.
1: Now, see, I don't know how it worked, though. Was something in the book, maybe? The manual? So, yeah, uh, I, I think the first one had, like, a wheel. So the, the copy protection on that was like uh like a decoder wheel yeah. where you had, like, pirate faces and you could spin it around and once you... Sp- you, once you spun it around, like the little window would reveal what the password is. I think this one was more manual focused. Um, yeah, I think this one was the manual. And you start off here. You're you're the the governor Elaine, the real hero of the uh, of the Monkey Island uh, series. Elaine, and, and and then you're the wannabe hero who's always kind of screwed stuff up. Yeah,
0: she's yeah. she's Elaine.
1: You're Jerry. Uh, you got to find yeah, George, you're... and uh, <laughs> yeah, all works out. Your guy brush. You're you're not 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 the Seinfeld. Your guy brush.
0: Yeah, your guy brush. You're the brush of the guy. See, this one's a, uh, four by three. So I don't know why that other one wasn't. But anyway, uh, LeChuck's Revenge is the game I saw the most of and played the least of. I know that's a weird thing to say. But my right. friend had it and loved it and wouldn't stop playing it and never gave up on it. And uh, I watched him play a ton of it at where I worked at the time. This is right around the time I got a job for a computer company. And at night, we would play video games. And there was a huge special time where he would just sit there and play Monkey Island 2. And right. I would sit and watch him. So my experience of this game is limited in terms of actual play. I do remember loving what I watched, though. And really, that's all you can ask for in this
1: day and age. Yeah, I was... When when this came out, I didn't. I did not play much of this either. This is also ninety one. You would have still been on three eleven, uh, DOS. You know, and Windows three eleven, so you wouldn't have Windows ninety five yet. No, unless you played this on the Amiga, which all of all of these games look better on the Amiga. It yeah, always the, did. The Amiga was a better, better looking version
0: of all of this content. <laughs> yeah, all of oh. all of Ron Gilbert's work has ever ever looked better on an Amiga <laughs> until Amigas went away, and then graphic fidelity caught up everywhere else. But yeah, the Amiga was. It was freaking awesome. Yeah, uh yeah. real real quick here, the this had more s-
1: sound effects, more music, no voice acting though. Still no voice acting. We got we got we did get an addition to the scum uh it now interfaced with a system called iMuse, which uh the reason why you hear more music in this one is because of that, because you have uh, a, a system that allows you to handle more assets with the music and it loads it up more like all the other assets. So yeah. it wasn't yeah it was just a little bit better a little bit better
0: yeah i agree so chat says scott you were the original twitch yeah that was me sitting there in that <laughs> office watching at the somebody thing. Yeah. yeah i said I, I gave him a sub while he was there uh some bits right. i threw hey, some hey, hey. i threw some bits here's, at him whatever a, those were here's 100 bits yeah here's 100 bits what like does that what mean doing. it's like crumbs for my cookie that's where my bits were then right uh anyway, this game oh, is also, cool, but I was really I remember being bummed at the time that they didn't do any voice stuff on it, and even though it was a critical huge critical success, this thing sold like dog. It did not do
1: well. Yeah, it didn't do well. Uh but it did give us a little bit better uh scum. So they, they each time they did one of these games, they would uh in other games as well. Uh they would make improvements to the scum engine and uh this one now the inventory has graphical icons instead of just a uh, text just yep. instead of just words
2: mm-hmm.
0: yep which is great so they they dedicate the right side over there to that stuff i mean having played uh, one of ron gilbert's most recent games called Thimble? uh thimbleweed park an amazing little park, yeah. uh indie title he put together not long ago it's only been a few years um that's a wonderful game, by the way. People should play it. If you want yeah. the, you want an injection of like Ron Gilbert, but with a modern sort of sem- sensibility, it's so good. Oh, my gosh. Thimbleweed Park yeah. is amazing. It's basically X-Files. It's a big X-Files ripoff. You know, like where this is making fun of pirate culture, that thing made fun of, you know. So there's a, basically a, a Mulder and Scully type character, and it's all like stupid uh, tropes from from that era of of television or whatever everything's a, a weird mysterious ghost or a fbi conspiracy or whatever um and it's great highly recommend playing that if you have never played it but uh two yeah. was a commercial disappointment it didn't matter fans who loved it loved it and
1: well it, unlike it's good. the first one the first one had like a sword play but you you wouldn't do like real you know real time sword play instead you would uh, you would choose insults dialogue insults, right and mm-hmm. that's how you would determine how well you were doing uh rock paper scissors style uh, uh how well you were doing how how well your character would sword play right yep. so what Yeah. do you remember the insults like there's one insult that i remember from the first one what do you got um it was like you know, you, you you fight like a dairy farmer and then the, i think the <laughs> uh, comeback was like how appropriate! You you fight like a cow. Yeah. And so I mean, th- there's your humor. In the second one, I think the it it was still humorous, but it felt a little more forced. It was like it felt like it felt a little more forced to me. Yeah. And
0: I think that's hard to still. duplicate because I think the first one may have been sort of loose and free, and the second one there's expectations now. You know.
1: Yeah. You got. To, yeah. You got to, it. Like in the first one, you you kind of had. What you imagined is the end product. Here, Mm -hmm. I think you kind of had a new, you kind of knew what you were going to have the end product and you kind of forced things a little bit. It's also really, I I
0: think it's hard on Ron Gilbert too because he has been, he's known for this like brilliant stuff. And every time he does something new, scrutiny is on full alert for, and I don't think it's fair. I think it's really unfair that he gets that level of scrutiny. And his his best work are the ones with the least amount of scrutiny. Thimbleweed Park, good example. I think it's his, some of his right. best humor since the original Monkey Island. Um, but there are other games that had a huge hype around them, like uh, Death Spank, which I really enjoyed Death Spank. Yes. It's like kind of a Diablo send-up thing they did for PS3, 360-era. Amazing game, but the humor fell flat for me and a lot of other people, I think. I think the expectations are too high, and it, made, it stilted the writing. Right. So he's best when he doesn't have that 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 those filters of either corporate or money or any of that bullshit he just wants to sit down make an amazing game laugh at himself that's right. his best work
1: you know and this Agreed. sequel's okay it's good
0: there's nothing wrong it's good you
1: know, Yeah. it's actually is it i i, I kind of listed all these in in which one's my favorite second third and fourth uh and i actually put because you got to remember when i say favorite it means at this point in time the one that fulfills the most uh, in me is Monkey Island 2, believe it or not. Even though it's got flaws, I, I I didn't play it as much, and so it's got my my interest right now. So as far as what has my most interest right now is the Monkey Island 2. It's the one I'm going to go back and play. The Secret of Monkey Island I kind of got a little bit bored with this time around, mm. probably because maybe because I've done it before. This is one of the problems with Graphic Point and. Sure. I click adventure games there's a you know it's kind of on rails and once you once you've done it, eh, how many times do you go back and play it There's just, not a lot
0: of replayability once you know all the puzzles and stuff because it is a linear right. It's a linear experience that just gets held up with logic puzzles and dialogue yeah. and and you can have splitting uh, splitting dialogue trees where because you made this decision you may go a whole different way than other players do but that's usually not enough to come back and play the entire 20 hour experience again. Unless right. you're just feeling nostalgic 20 years later, and you're like, well, yeah, I'll play yeah. Monkey Island again, but I, I get you. It's it's,
1: it's, it's kind of like watching memory. movies and stuff. you know. It's like, eh, I haven't watched this movie in a while. I think I'll go back to it again. Yeah, that happens to yeah,
0: me it again. every three yeah. weeks for Mad Max Fury Road. You're right.
1: Kind of, <laughs> has it been three weeks already? It has. It's oh time, my God, to, time it's for a new time viewing. time watch it
0: again. Yep, I'm doing it, too. You watch. My wife right. has to go out of town this, week. I'm pretty, this weekend. I'm pretty sure I'm going to watch it
1: Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. By the way, if you are like, well, I, I don't care for how the Secret Monkey Island looks, and uh, this also, the Special Edition, came out 20, just like the first one. The first, uh, the first Mon- Secret Monkey Island, 1990, and then the Special Edition, 2009, and then uh, Monkey Island 2 came out in 91, and then the Special Edition came out in 2010. And the voice acting, even in classic mode, and that might be the reason why this is my favorite, because my favorite way to play it right now, is through the special edition, and I, I I love just flipping back and forth, and oh my god, it, the artwork is just so phenomenal when you flip back. Oh, it's so good, that. especially like especially like the big steals, mm-hmm. like where you're like close up of the uh, of the pirates and stuff. The pixel art is so good. Oh, it's so good. The
0: original so stuff is so good. I forgot her name. Is it here somewhere? El, the Elaine six, uh, Marley. Uh, uh, the uh, that's the her. No, no, no. The character. Sorry, the artist who did the two fifty six
1: color stuff. Oh. I oh, I got you. Uh, or the artist or the uh, the the model for the, the artist. artist,
0: just the artist. I can't find her name. Oh. Um, hold on. Yeah.
1: There were several on hand who, who did the stills. Yeah, but in uh, in, in particular, those stills. Yeah, they assigned a couple of different illustrators to different areas. So when you would go from one storyline, like the the original island you're on on the first game, mm-hmm. is Melee Island, and you're trying to get to Monkey Island. And then the second one, what is it? Uh, it's not staff. What is it? Uh, what's the second you start at? Um, I can't remember. They're always something weird and gross usually. Anyway, there, you start on the second island in part two, and you have to try to get to Monkey Island yeah. as well
0: there. but I can't find the damn name. Them. I'm looking. It's I saw obviously. this earlier. I wanted to give her a shout out. I didn't do it.
1: Let's Poop. see. I'm going to go to Wikipedia and I'm looking at the artists. We got Steve Purcell, who we know does mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Mark Ferrari, also excellent. Uh, Mike Ebert and Martin Cameron. These were the guys and that were as the the illustrators. It on was the a lady.
0: The lady, I swear there's a lady on the first one, but I can't find her name.
1: Hmm. Now I know there was Carla, who's as the sword uh is she's the master of swords and she, they did artwork of her and i think she worked in another department or something mm-hmm. and i also think the that uh, elaine was also modeled after a different uh, individual at, at the place so yeah they they liked to model after people i especially liked in the first one when they did the uh, the loom advertisement oh uh, yeah yeah. yeah, that was that was That's pretty, pretty funny.
0: good. By the way, uh, real quick here, this is some audio from the uh, the sorry the special edition of two, so he can hear some of that dialogue here. Check this out.
2: Well, 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 Guy Brush Put, you do turn up in the strangest places.
1: Uh, hi, Elaine. Uh, do you think you could help me out?
0: Huh? He's that dude carried on through all of them, but she changed a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, uh, voices that is. Um, when yeah. they had voices and the new game, she's somebody else, but that's the, but the dude came back Uh guy brush. Voice yeah. Yeah. Guy. He's
1: everywhere. There's uh and a lot of the original uh, voice actors came back with the exception of a few. Yeah. Some because she's one of them and no I can't remember what the,
0: di- yeah, some of them passed. <laughs> that's true.
1: Some is it, did, Le, I- is it LeChuck? I think he's, did he retire or something? I think, and he he's just, yeah, they I, got a I new think, guy. But that's guy not hard. You just need someone head.
0: who yells a lot and is a pirate guy. It's not hard. Right, right. You can totally do that. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you knew about this, but early on in 1995, after the success of Toy Story 1. Oh. And because Pixar at the time was, I think, still owned by Lucasfilm. Uh, right. They would sell pretty quick after that to Apple. And no, no, no. I'm sorry. Disney. Disney. Wait, didn't... But what was... uh, Steve Jobs had some hand in this for a bunch of time. What was the deal? Anyway, whatever it is. I forget the the way that story went. But anyway, the bottom line is uh, for a while there, they were optioning. The very next thing was going to be not Bugs Life, but a Pixar big screen edition of this, of Monkey Island.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. There's been a... Yeah, yeah. That would have been great, dude. I would have been so
0: excited for that. That would have been great. We're kind of in a...
1: We're, we're kind of in a tough spot right now because Disney owns uh, LucasArts, which is originally what Lucasfilm games. Uh, but Disney has the, the LucasArts titles, mm-hmm. which is – and Monkey Island is based on basically Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah. right? And right. and one of the books from the 80s that that is unrelated entirely. But anyway, on Stranger Tides. Yeah. Uh, so it the, kind of all crosses over. And how does Disney – Really move forward with this property, this kind of uh, overlapping its own Pirates of the Caribbean property. Yeah. Is, it's gotten complicated. Sure, Luckily, sure. was able to get uh, this this most recent one. They were able to work out a deal uh, with Ron Gilbert to be able to get it back in his hands at least uh, to you know to make a new game.
0: Oh, here it is. Okay, so um, in 1986, newly independent Pixar, which used to be called Pixar with an E, by the way. Oh, okay. Uh, was headed by then that. president Edward Catmull, uh, executive vice president Alvy Ray Smith. Lucas uh, searched for investors, uh, which led to an offer to sell the thing, and it led to an offer to sell it specifically to Steve Jobs, which initially he turned down, thought oh. it was too low. He eventually accepted the offer after determining it was impossible to find other investors. So steve jobs buys it who is now at this time now founder and ceo of the new next company next which okay was right
1: okay right um
0: so he held on to it until 99 and then sold it to walt disney studios that's what happened right and disney was already publishing disney was like you know the public that they already had an arrangement with with disney but they didn't right. own it that whole time. That was just like a late, yeah. later deal. Is
1: so. that the one that was supposed to be in two thousand, or is that a, is that a different one? Uh, is
0: that this the two thousand movie? Uh, which one? the The one you're talking about? The movie? What movie? Did I bring it? Yeah, the movie? the movie they were working on. Oh no, no, this is back right after Toy Story, so like ninety six or right. whatever it was. Right? Uh, okay, okay. So what? well, no, you'd be right because what was it? Ninety eight. We got Bugs Life, so it would have been like ninety eight had they had they done it.
1: Right. So that might be it. So. That could have been cool. I want to look real quick?
0: I mean, yeah, I would have loved that. I'd, I'd love to have seen that. This has been very early for
1: like video game translation to film, and I'm not sure how well that would have gone. but right. I would love that. Which would have, it would have been a good translation from? Because we were starting to, we we're about to see in '97, we we're about to see the Curse of Monkey Island, which was uh, that was that was all the mm-hmm. uh, hand drawn 2D stuff, right? So yep. yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty uh, Cool.
0: Anyway yeah for a lot a lot of people probably don't know about that steve jobs connection but it's a fun read if you go look up some of that stuff anyway uh now let's jump to 1997 where our world would change quite a bit uh it turns out there's a lot of stuff that happened between 91 and 97 in the technology uh, business mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. uh it sounded a little like this mm-hmm. Lot more sound going on. Uh, yeah. This is, of course, Curse of the Monkey, Curse of Monkey Island, the Curse of Monkey Island from 1997. Windows, Mac, and uh, Mac OS were the only two places this showed up. This is the totally new team. Uh, this is a new and last Scum engine game that they made. Mm-hmm. This had full voice acting. Uh, it had all kinds of stuff. Uh, in particular, here's some from that from that game.
1: How many times do I
0: have to tell you, LeChuck? I just don't feel that way about you,
1: Elaine. By my congealed blood you'll learn to love me. Sail with me, and
0: I'll make you queen of the dead. I, I can't. I'm washing my hair tonight. Blast me your
1: hair, woman! Can't you see that this salty old sea corpse pines for your every
2: gentle caress?
0: How many times do I Whoops, have I don't want to play that again? So there you go. Uh this one. Programmed by all new people, voiced by some, yeah uh, one of the new the
1: same cast, but for the most part, this is a whole
0: new team. You
1: know, yeah, yeah, new new team. It's been like six years since the previous ninety one to ninety seven, so we went from you know the three ele- 3.11 and now we're in the in, into the Windows world. We we solidly have our Windows ninety five machines. We're not having to play games in DOS anymore. Yeah, uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's it's a totally new era right this is a got, play,
0: this is playstation one year for the in us anyway or i guess that would have been late 96 yeah. but you know we're in we're in 32-bit era we're we're pushing we're pushing out of the time we we think of generally speaking as the retro period anyway and this game was was that for that generation and i loved the pre-rendered or the pre-animated like intro stuff we're looking at right now Wow. Real, um,
1: real animation, not three D stuff. Yeah. Real animation, loved yep. that stuff. Freaking loved it. Uh, that was great. Yeah.
0: This made me think a
1: cartoon should have happened because I would have yeah. watched this. And they, and they, and they also simplified uh, our our point and click. Now we're we're using the full screen for our animation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it felt it felt like you're watching something on TV. It felt like you're watching a Saturday morning cartoon, uh, and you uh, you had like a, a choice coin. Yeah, uh, and and so you would you would uh, you would click on an object or something, and then you would have the option to, uh, to pick up, look at, or talk to. Uh, those were your major options there. So it was a lot more pointy, clicky. Of course, by this time everybody had a mouse, right? Everybody's got a mouse now. Oh yeah, there we're was all no, have mice.
0: There was no no lack of mice in that era. No, not by ninety seven. So it was a um, mm-hmm. it was a big step forward in a lot of ways. The game itself, I only played a chunk of it. Back in the day. I didn't play any new this week, so I I probably should have, but I don't think this is their best work. I think it's their best looking work, but I think the story and the action and the humor and the gameplay are not as good as previous games, which just leads me to think that you need, you know, if you're going to get rid of Ron Gilbert, (laughs) you're making a mistake.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I I think so too. I I think Ron Gilbert liked this one. I've got to say, it almost feels like a totally different game. And it almost was really hard for me to kind of go because the first two feel like one game. And then this feels like a totally different game. This feels like, uh, you know, dragon's Lair. It felt, it felt like it felt different. It, it felt like a cartoon. It felt like I was playing a cartoon. Yeah. The first ones did not feel like playing a cartoon, which is cool. Like was, I'm not, I don't yeah. even think
0: it's a bad thing, but you're, but it's different enough that it threw me it just threw yeah. me. Not as bad as escape though. We'll get to that in a minute, but <laughs> escape really threw me. <laughs> Um, because you know, whatever that was an awkward stage, man. It's puberty for video games. It was hard. Yeah, everything wanted to go 3D, and it just that that was rough. But but not not to jump off curse too quickly. Um, full voice acted, lots of sound. Obviously, they had almost a full screen uh inventory
1: pop up. No more bottom of the screen business. Yeah, yeah, your inventory was a big old chest. If I kind of didn't like it because. It was good to have the inventory totally out of your view, oh old Grim Fandango. Uh, yeah, but look at that. Nice it, reference. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but it, was, it was nice for that. But it was also hard to select an item in your inventory and then take it to the edge of the chest and pop back out into the, the room mm-hmm. uh, and then interact with things. I, it, it was a little bit clunky in that way Yeah. this,
0: This is great. But everything Grim, else
1: is fantastic. Grim Fandango
0: didn't come out for another year, so this is a fun little… Uh, preview of yeah. what that character would look
1: yeah. like. They were always wor- that was the thing. They they would always give nods to their other games, and a lot of times it would be stuff that hasn't even come out yet. That, yeah. You know, all the teams seem to work uh, fairly closely together. A lot of people are probably working on two different games at once, if I had to guess. And uh, yeah, this is uh, like I said, this feels totally different to me. But I I really like Curse. It was a uh, it was one of my favorites.
0: Yeah, curse is just not. I don't know why this didn't work for me. Yeah, so
1: uh, it's it's it seems a little more. What was what would it have been nineteen ninety seven? How old were you in ninety seven? I was twenty seven right. six. Right, a little one. too maybe a little too childish for you. Ryan Gilbert was already moving on to doing. I don't think uh, it was childish.
0: Was to... I think those games always like I like I played the newer ones, the Telltale ones, and I liked those more than right. this one, which is weird because okay. those are generally thought of as not. I just think this one didn't land. I don't know why. Right. just didn't grab okay. me. A few people in the chat yeah. are agreeing. They're like, yeah, for whatever reason, this one just didn't do it. Didn't do it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why. For some people, it will, though. Like you. It worked for you. Yeah. Worked for me. Yep. Worked for Brian. Might work for you. Now, let's dive into a thing that I don't think should work for anybody. And it's this.
2: <laughs> this music's
0: all very similar. I decided to capture it all anyway. Um, yeah. yeah. This is Escape from Monkey Island from 2000. This came out on the PC and PlayStation 2. Uh, this is not scum it's the Lua engine. Mm-hmm. So we're moving into a new territory here. Voodoo 3D support on PCs. Uh yes. it's a it doesn't run well on Steam right now by the way. In fact, I don't think it, it runs did. at all, right? Yeah. Kind of.
1: It, well, it uh, it, it kind of runs but it crashed a lot and there was some things I could do. There was a, a Voodoo control panel tool that I could download and I started messing with it and I finally just said, "Eh, I'm just going to do the PS2 version." Yeah.
0: Now, I'm going to not shock anybody with this information, but this was a fully 3D game. Uh, in a way, the, the the scenes were pre-rendered, most of them. Right. And the characters were rendered on top of it in a much uh, simpler fashion. So if you're you're looking for a comparison, Alone in the Dark is what it reminds me of, or to a lesser okay. degree, like Resident Evil uh, 1 and oh, 2. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it
1: definitely. Con- there's, there's definitely one mode that kind of controls like Resident Evil. You can change that as well.
0: Kind of tank mode if you want to. Yeah, tank um, mode, maybe. Which the console version let you do. Uh, this is a game I didn't like then and I really don't like now. I think it's bad. And I don't think it's bad because they didn't try. I think this was one, one of those awkward phases that everybody went through with their IPs when they were trying yes. to get to the 3D world and they were stepping through it with big clunky hands and didn't quite know what they were doing. And it just felt off to me.
1: Um, I agree with you because what they were it- trying to do is use the same game mechanics they were using uh, previously, and it it just doesn't work as well. Because you're, you're pre-rendering 3D graphics, and it's just it's a little bit of disconnect. Like you said, you could feel the growing pains. It was yeah. still, it was still uh, the parts I got to play. Some of it was kind of entertaining, but trying to get three to solve some of the puzzles adds a layer of complexity. That was removed before, so they they this game was always notoriously, you know, it was all about story, right? It was an adventure, and you didn't have to you didn't have to work too hard for stuff. But this one seemed to be a little bit more difficult, but mostly because of the technology.
0: I wouldn't even say difficult as much as I say tedious. There's just a lot of travel and stuff yeah. you didn't ever have to do before. It's puberty in video games. I'm telling you, the years between yeah, 1997 right. yeah. up through about 2002 that's your that's your 3D transition. For everything, and it's a hard time across the board yeah. with very few exceptions. Once in a while, something would jump out like Mario 64, uh, in many ways, uh, transcended it and created a whole new way of looking at it. Other games yeah. did way less so. <laughs> um, right. Right. Metal, Metal Gear, Gear Solid great example of how to transition to a 3D engine, uh, but they, these are really rare examples. Most of these guys struggled, bonked their heads, had a rough yeah.
1: time. Um, chat yeah, says half life. Half life was ninety eight, so we're still a year away from that. But anyway, yeah, I, it, it's kind of like what we talk about with Nintendo a lot. Nintendo would use uh, uses a lot of mature technology. The Scum engine was already pretty well along its way and it had most of the, most of the things worked out already before they started on the Secret of Monkey Island. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Lua was still fairly new and they were trying to figure it out as they went along. Like you said, very awkward stage. Uh, so. Yeah, I'm with you. It 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 was frustrating.
0: I admire them for trying. You had to. This is what good everyone job. did, but boof. Yeah. It's just a rough outro. Now I will say though, the intro stuff is pretty good. Listen to this. From the personal log of Guybrush Threepwood.
2: Sometimes when it's quiet, I can still hear the monkeys. It's hard to believe that it's only been a few years since I first washed up on the beaches of Melee Island, armed with nothing more than a goofy name and an overpowering urge to become a swashbuckling pirate. I want to be a pirate. Who could have suspected that such a humble pursuit would lead me to cross swords with the evil ghost pirate
0: Chuck, the slimiest slug ever to plunder the seven seas?
1: It's good. It's, it's yeah. lighthearted and fun. It's a fun intro. But you can start related. on any of the Monkey Island Games we talked about today. You can start at any one of those and you'll get all the backstory yeah. up front that you'll need. You won't have to worry about feeling lost. Uh yeah, you could start anywhere. No, I'm counting that's what I'm you.
0: counting on with this new one when I fire it up later this week. It's gonna yeah. be like, oh, here we go. I'm going to play the game at- and they're gonna tell me everything that came before, and that's fine. That's how I'll play it. Yeah.
1: It's supposed to sit after Monkey Island 2, yeah. uh, but not necessarily a sequel, but they also are gonna include uh everything that happened along the way. You know, not they're not gonna try not to include it. how about that? There's there's supposed to be things that are uh they're not going to like wipe a whole thing out if mm-hmm. it, if if they need to approach it they'll go yeah it happened it existed in any of the iterations of this and here it is it's fine
0: yeah it's good enough it's, it's fine yeah it's fine the word fine is a perfect definition of this it's fine it's not it's double fine, fine. yeah hey, no hey. it's not double fine, it's fine. Ah, ah, i see what you did don't, that don't, that don't, uh, you know, we, we mentioned Maniac Mansion. Of course, this game doesn't exist without it. Uh, that's the origin of all things. That's, that's um, where
1: the scum comes from. The M M-M in scum is for Maniac Mansion.
0: Yeah. Which is a pretty big legacy kind of thing to have your name right there. Um, yeah. Maniac Mansion. I played on the NES. I think is where I did it. It right. was pretty ahead of its time. Pretty ugly now, but,
2: uh,
0: one hell of a thing at the
1: time. Yeah, uh, it, did. This, it, it did what it had to do.
0: I also really liked Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade graphic adventure, which Ron yeah. Gilbert also worked on. Uh this would have been in between a couple of these, I think. Yeah, uh, these wait. were
1: all true 16-bit to the core games, you know, oh, that 16-color yeah. uh yeah. EGA color palette. Ugh. Yeah.
0: Yeah, this one, I mean this the Last Crusade was still pretty ugly that cuz that was like 90, I think. Right. Ninety ninety one, but been
1: more than that, yeah. This is 90, yeah,
0: yeah. The other, there's another one, the other, later in an Indiana Jones LucasArts game that was a little bit like bigger characters and mm-hmm. like larger mm-hmm. painted sprites and stuff. That was that was like its own adventure, it wasn't based on the movies, I don't think. That was also really good. Um, I mentioned Death Spank. If you don't remember Death Spank, I'll give you a little uh video taste of it here. It was basically. Conceptually, it was like, hey, what if we made a Diablo kind of game, but let's just fill it with tons of humor.
1: Yeah, and it I was think so hum- hilarious. The, I love this game so the much. Humor
0: landed yeah. for a lot of it for me and missed for a lot of it for me. Um I, I, I do it's hard for me to explain. It's a real mixed bag. Overall, I really enjoyed it. This was a game that I remember when we were doing Final Score and uh, Nicole yeah, too. Nicole would not stop talking about this game. It was like Yeah, she would
1: love this game, but I did too. But I yeah. couldn't love it as much as her because she was already she already had that uh, job field. Yeah,
0: she <laughs> did that just fine. And then my yeah. favorite of the Ron Gilbert more modern takes uh, I mentioned a bunch of times already, and that's Thimbleweed Park. Uh, this is an amazing game. It's set in the 80s. It is very much like a throwback to where that dude was back then and what he was making. The humor is there. The sort of um, tradition of Monkey Island is there. I'll say it again. Please play Thimbleweed Park, everybody. If you haven't, you can get it real cheap on Steam. It's a fantastic game. As good buy as buy a get. full
1: price so Ron Gilbert can make more video games. That's right. What
0: are you doing? You slacker asses. Okay. <laughs> we're going to, uh, we're going to leave that
1: behind for now.
0: And also next week I should be able to give you some impressions of the new
1: game. Cause I, I am going to play it. And, uh, yeah, are you guys going to talk? About, I know it uh, was, was John or Bo playing it, I believe as well. John and, definitely played it. He
0: played it and beat okay. it and he lo- he wouldn't shut up about it. He freaking loved it. So
1: you already talked about that on core this week. Yeah. Cause he
0: bought it last Tuesday and beat it by Thursday. Excellent, and uh, I said, "Wow, is it short?" and He goes, "No, it's like twelve hours." And I just, you know, just played no, no, all just day. I'm just a loser. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "I just played all day, <laughs> played all day on a Saturday, and beat it." Yeah, that's how much he liked it. Um, that's all I need to know because John's a huge fan of the Monkey Island series. Yeah, so, anyway, awesome. watch for yeah, that. That'll podcast. be uh, was it last Monday? He bought it. Oh, I thought it was Tuesday. Anyway, that's still pretty fast, dude. By right. by core on Thursday, he had beaten that game, and I thought, "Oh no, does that mean it's short?" Like I was worried. Yeah, um, yeah, because the the price, know, is, the it's, price it's, it's isn't it's like budget. But, yeah, it's twenty four bucks. That's cheap. cheaper yeah. than I expected okay. it to be. You know, yeah, I thought it'd be forty. I don't. Know
1: I know because I'm I'm not sure how all that works because we we know that he doesn't actually own the rights to it, so mm-hmm. he's he's got worked out some kind of deal with Disney. Yeah, so I don't know if any of that money's going to Disney, how much, or you know, or or what all the deals were that was made. But I I, I wish him success, and I I hope this is another chapter in uh the monkey island oh, series. Oh, I hope so
0: too. It sounds like he's really brought an end to it from what I've heard. Yeah. But I don't think that means
1: that you can't do more.
0: Yeah. Especially cuz you said it. It's like after two,
1: right? So it's kind of a prequel right. in a weird way. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean it I, I mean the movies I, it's such a it's such a weird feed because the the monkey island itself was of course uh, it's it kind of nods heavily that it was, you know, some of it was either taken place in an amusement park. This this game always breaks the fourth wall, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and so all that stuff is based on the Pirates of the Caribbean. And you know, I, I don't think they did much of the On Stranger Tides kind of idea of you know zombies, voodoo, ghost kind of stuff until later on in the in the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movies, which yeah. came much later. So it's like there's feeding back and forth uh, in, inspiration. Uh from these two from these two from uh the LucasRs to Disney all the way to here. So
0: And you know, know what I would say about the a lot of people didn't
1: like the new art style? They're wrong. Yeah. It's rad. It's really good. Yeah, it's it is it's uh what would you call it? Um I I, I like it, but I love yeah. it. I think it's cool. It reminds me of the uh don't starve kind of the uh not not the actual in game but like the cutscenes and yeah, things. Yeah, I could see that a little
0: bit.
2: Yeah, sure. Um, to me, it just bouncy. looks like,
0: it looks like this is how far we've come. And it feels to me, it feels just like the right direction. I don't know. Right. A lot of people had a problem with it. I have zero problem with it. To me, it was like seeing uh wind waker for the first time. And I was the only person on, on the internet that wasn't losing their mind. And I was like, right. yeah, this looks actually really good. I'm ready for this game. And everyone's like, I, yeah, I can't believe it, it looks me. like a cartoon. Brr. Give it to me. And then we loved it. So take right. that, you jackasses. <laughs> uh all right well we've done it but now we do this destroy it (laughs) brian it's time for us to play guess my game uh we both have audio we play a little bit of it give some hints and then we try to guess what each other brought to the table i'm going to start as usual and you're going to have to guess based on the following hints those hints are this uh nes is the is the is the device
1: nintendo entertainment system correct okay
0: and it is 1990 since we're in the 90s here i figured it'd stay right there at 1990
1: where it the same year is the secret of monkey island okay i am i am prepped
0: all right let's see if you can figure it out as i remember to put this in here uh, because i forgot to okay here we go
1: Definitely choplifter. No, I'm What'd you call it? <laughs> definitely choplifter. Yeah, kidding. totally choplifter.
2: Let's
0: get it into some action here.
1: Any guesses? Sounds kind of familiar, but it's not ringing any bells immediately. But it definitely feels... This is considered
0: one of the great gems of that that hardware. Uh, right. but not a lot of people have heard of it. So I went with something that I this think is a lot later of later in,
1: in NES life, right? So, I mean, it's,
0: yeah, it would have been a few years in. Sure. Look at- oh, it's intense now. Oh. oh, it's very intense. Everything sounds <laughs> like circus music. Is there a circus <laughs> <It does>. involved? <laughs> there's not that you're right. It does sound circusy. But there's not. <laughs> all right. I'll tell you cause you're never going to get it. it. It does sound familiar though. What, well, I'll give you another this? hint. SNK made it. Does that help you at all?
1: Not at all. Okay, okay, give me the give me the answer. Well the See answer
0: me. uh the answer is Chris Cristalis, rather, not
1: chrysalis. Oh okay. Crystallis. I yes, I didn't really play this much, but I, I have seen it before. I've watched some videos on it. Yeah, it's good. Part reason um, why I... I
0: remember loving this game and it was like top down action RPG, Zelda-ish in that way, I guess. Right. Um but this was like I don't know it, it to me it, it to me it was like a more realistic take or that's hard to do on an nes like
1: nothing's yes, realistic but yes, yes yes
0: just felt like a more adult sort of take on on the concepts that are in zelda at the time yeah. And i would have been i don't know i was like 19 or something so i was just you know old enough to like it i think for 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 it being a little less kiddy. I don't right, know, it's hard to explain. Right. But I thought it was great. Uh top-down action RPG is the best way I could describe it, which is, you know, a lot like Zelda. So,
1: there you go. Yeah. Yeah, this I yeah, I have watched some video on this. I considered playing this, so that's probably the reason why it sounded familiar, but not enough for me to remember. Do you think it's Crystallis or Chrysalis because I always said Crystallis? C R Y S T A L I S. That's a good question. I I I don't Crystallis.
0: That's what it sounds like. That's what I said then. I'm sticking with it now. Chris, Chris Tallis. That's Chris, what I'm thinking. Christopher Chris, Tallis. Nailed it. Christopher, Christopher Tallis. Yep. We got it. No question there. All right, <laughs> Brian, I'm going to play yours. Let's see what we get. Whoops. I got to turn mine off. There we go. Turn off. Okay.
1: Guess what I did this week. What? I, I wrote down the game. <laughs> oh, you did. So you know what this is before I play it? No way. So I, I'm, I'm on it, baby.
0: <laughs> I'm really excited to hear you remember your game. All right, here it is. I'll play it. Oh, it well, uh, looks like you got a year of 1994. And, 1994,
1: uh, a few years after. Like This is the lull in between uh, the, the Monkey Island games. So you had to play something, and it couldn't be a Monkey Island game. So what was it? Okay, and this
0: was, um. let's see, Dawson and Mac. So let's see what we got here.
2: Do you believe in magic? Is magic only an illusion created by a stage magician? Well, there's an old saying: "Seeing is believing."
1: Austin McIntosh Yeah. From this thing 3.11. believed in magic, but her older brother Alex didn't. She
0: loved visiting her great uncle Josh because he lived right across the street from Orfield's Palace, one of the last great vaudeville theaters. Okay. You got me to come over here with you. Now what? We try to get inside, dummy. Get inside. Are you crazy. Oh. It's almost eight o'clock. Uncle Josh will be back from his meeting in an hour. He'll freak if we're gone. Well, I'm not afraid. What do you mean?
2: I'm not afraid either.
0: It's just I'm that... going. Are you coming or not? Wait, Terry. <whistles> I can't Adventure
2: believe game. I let you talk me into this.
0: Uncle Josh said they. Cl- okay.
1: That's where it ends. Advent, adventure um, game. <laughs> horror game. Horror game. Okay. People would, people said it was uh, described as a mist clone with mist-like graphics. Oh, Seventh guest. Oh, that's a good guess, but that
0: would be incorrect. Okay. Hold on. Mist-like graphics. Obviously, uh-huh. voiceover.
1: Terry and uh, Junior Butthole out doing adventures. Right. Let's see. And they said part of the title in the game. Oh, it's they- not the main title, but it is the, uh, the, the like subtitle the location. I surprised the chat room has no clue. I thought you guys were all, I thought you guys were all younger. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Let's see. Um,
0: I honestly don't know <laughs> if you were
1: if you were thirteen in uh the the right you know if you were around you know thirteen or fourteen or so in the in the in the nineties you'd yeah. probably yeah claire's a little bit too young but you would you would probably have watched uh some of this on Nickelodeon Nickelodeon
0: oh um
1: uh 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 goosebumps. Oh, that's a good guess, which there's some good Goosebump games, but that's not it. Oh, shit. And it's definitely Hydro says Doug. It's not Doug. It's not Doug. And it's not uh, Rugrats. a
0: shame. It's not Rugrats. It's not the the guy with the twisty mustache and the kids. What's that called?
1: <laughs> what was that <laughs> twisty called? Twisty mustache and the
0: kids. Yeah, the artist. It was the same uh, art, art uh, artist, I think, or creator of, of Real Monsters. Um, and ah, the, Real Monsters? Yeah, but the I can't remember the name of it. He had a twisty
1: mustache. He's kind of a meme now. They put his head on people. Right. Um, Right. Shit. I'll give you another hint. Yeah. Uh, Some of the some of the people in the chat room that are younger finally came online. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's not. Hey, Arnold. Is it Doug? Hey, Arnold. No, I already said it wasn't Doug. Oh, is it? Hey, Arnold. Is it? No. No, I just like saying. Hey, Arnold. Okay.
0: The Adventures of Pete and Pete. I don't know who that is.
1: No, you never seen the adventures of Pete and Pete. God, I love the adventures no, of Pete. No, I don't Pete. know
0: that one. I know Cat yeah, Dog. So good. Cat Dog's cool. Cat
1: Dog. Yeah.
0: And then what's the one with the cows? Cow and Chicken. I like that. Yeah, that was a good one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. What's the name of the damn? Surrender? Thing? Yes. Are surrender. you afraid of the dark? Oh, Let's geez. gather around. Let's gather around the campfire and tell stories. This is the tale of Orfeo's curse. Was it good? Uh, it was it was it was pretty good. It was yeah. it was, it wasn't like the best game ever, but I mean, if you were you know, if you were sick of playing, mist Yeah, someone <laughs> in the chat called. Was, someone called it you know, pissed. P y s t. That's amazing. Pissed. I love yeah, it. yeah. So I yeah, I you know it was it was a DOS game. I had Windows ninety five. Like I said, I got a lot of crap games. <laughs> yeah, let's see. <laughs> you I did waited. have a lot of crap <laughs> games. So yeah. But this uh, was, a, was a tech toy jam. You remember those guys? We talked I about. I do remember them. Oh, yeah, lots Brooklyn of a toy and electronics company. Sure. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I totally remember. Did that. a lot of
1: Sega Genesis stuff. You yeah. afraid
0: of the dark? Tale of Orpheus Curse, ghostly adventure game, ninety four DOS, Brazil, United States, France, Germany. Let's see. So it was point and clicky. Yeah. A Viacom New Media had a hand in it. Uh First yes, person Viacom. perspective. So yeah, there there'd be your missed aspect. I don't yeah. remember this Getting at ready all. ready for
1: spooky season, and I was looking through retro scary games and i was like ah that would be too easy scott know that one Ah, Scott will know that one and i was like oh look at this i haven't seen this in forever oh, it's so. like a bunch of there fmv as well yeah yeah a little fu- full motion video kind yeah, of stuff don't like it in the cut scenes
0: yeah not a fan uh but i but you got me there you've stumped me officially well done you
1: yeah well we stumped each other it was a it was a it was a sound stumping today it was a mutual stumping is what we did yes now this welcome to the treasure room
0: Hey, y'all. It's time for emails. Got two of them. Hmm. Uh, Playretroshow at gmail.com is the email address. Robert blank wrote in. Robert blank. Uh, That's a cool name. Sounds like he needs to do detective novels or something. The adventures of Robert blank. Hey, Scott, you asked why they didn't do Batman 89 games for Genesis. But I wanted to tell you that Batman 89 is very well represented on that system. Technically, yes. it was the Mega Drive in Japan and something that prevented a U.S. release. I don't remember what the issue was, but I think it had something to do with with licensing, it almost always does. Always is. Uh, be that as it may. I was very upset when I read that I wouldn't uh, that it wouldn't come out in the U.S. Thankfully, I found a video game shop that sold Japanese imports, and they had it available. I had to pay through the nose to get it, but that game became one of my favorites to ever play on the Genesis. I think it eventually saw a U.S. release years later. I'm not sure about that. Says Robert. Robert, the only yeah. question I would have is: Was it? Uh, did you have to sit through Japanese stuff, or was there subtitles, or how how did that
1: work? Uh, I don't think it was very much like like those was just a, the little movie. There wasn't a lot of text or anything, so I would say probably not much had changed. I don't remember there being very much English in it. Period. No language much at all, and most of it was just like the Batmobile showing up. Mm-hmm. Was it Sunsoft maybe had like a, a lockdown on any? Probably. That, it was they, probably it was probably somebody, a lockdown on certain. Yeah, they
0: wanted to have region because back in the day it was all region locked everywhere, so you would have some yeah. companies who's who would get the, the licensing in one region and they would make all the money in that region. And then you'd never yeah. cross paths with another region. That's not true anymore or mostly anymore because everything's region free. But you know, this is you got to remember this is an era where this damn thing was called a Genesis here and a mega drive yeah. in Europe. And I think Japan also mega drive, right? I don't remember. And it,
1: yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't yeah. uncalled for like p- people like Nintendo to go, we want the license to this. And then they don't even publish anything. And they just like, screw everybody else over yeah just just because they're you know nintendo
0: could be but but also you know they're they were also weird with their names they were the famicom over there and the nes yes. here like it's
1: weird weird time I, I bet they would say the weirdly weird one since they had the famicom first they went mm-hmm. the nintendo entertainment system yep yeah i don't know yep
0: nes baby Everybody was trying to match cultures or something. I don't know what was going on back then. Mm-hmm. But, um, Rob also wrote in says, Hey Scott and Brian, I saw Horizon Chase Turbo is on sale today yes. for four bucks on Steam. And I thought I would pass the word along uh, to you guys for the show. I picked this game up today after hearing you talk about it. And after confirming my Steam Deck last week, keep up the retro guys. Oh. Rob, Rob's also in our chat today. Um, yeah, that game's amazing. And the sale is too good to pass up. The I found out why they did it though. There's a brand new Horizon Chase Turbo Two. Oh, that just hit Apple Arcade first. It's coming to everything else too, but it started there. My dog, and uh, it's good. It's very good. I played it on Apple Arcade. It's quality, awesome. I played it on my uh, my backbone, which is a pretty fun way to play that. <laughs> And uh, I want it on Steam. Uh, It's not there yet, but that explains the kind of sale they're having right now because, you know, the first game is great and had a recent update and all sorts of new modes added. It's totally worth playing. If you haven't tried uh, Horizon Chase, then you
1: are dumb and should play it. So play it. Hey, now. Well, you can. But hey, now you're only dumb until you get it and then you get it. Then you're not right. Yeah. Yeah. If you like Outrun, then you're probably going to like that Horizon Chase Turbo. Oh, yeah. That thing's got outrun in its veins, man. Yeah, we had a Robert and a Rob today. Nice.
0: Yeah, Rob and Robert. Rob and Robert. Nicely done, guys. (laughs) Hey, guess what's going on next week, everybody? This is exciting. I'm excited about this. I know you are as well. Track balls. Arcade track ball games. Not just the balls. We'll talk about those in the tech itself, but things like Centipede, Marble Madness, Missile Command, Crystal Castles, and so much more.
1: Yes.
0: Millipede. (laughs) Millipede. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Millipede, not to be confused with centipede. Uh-huh. Uh, it was a weird a weird, young, a run there where balls
0: were everything for a while.
1: Yeah, and, uh, it's like, it's balls, balls everywhere. I want to spin the ball.
2: Yep.
0: So we're going to talk about them. How can you get them today? What do they work with today? Got all kinds of suggestions on that front. But also, why were these games so cool? And why are they so hard to play on anything else but a trackball? Yeah. We'll yeah. get into it um missile command without a trackball is a garbage video game with a trackball it's one of the greatest things ever made so you know control is everything they also got really dirty Uh, my dad owned arcades then i'll have some stories Ah. about that and uh, why these why these arcade things would track or would uh, attract everybody's hand goo all day long
2: yeah it was bad
0: it was bad we had to clean them all the time it sucked
1: Anyway. I love to spin them though, even if I wasn't playing. Yeah. I'm gonna get a free spin on my trackball over here.
0: <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I'd walk into the arcade and just walk past one and just go and then walk. Or just sometimes,
1: going. every time yeah. I'd walk by.
2: That's what you're
0: supposed to do. That's <laughs> what you're supposed to do, man. That's right. Um I have a horrible booger story that my friend caused.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I'll tell that story then. It's real bad. Also a couple of gum stories. But uh yeah, trackballs, arcade games that use them and why they were a very unique part of the history of retro gaming. Uh, that's next week on Play Retro. Uh, real quick, then. Oh, and after that, we're doing like Alone in the Dark. Oh. Yeah, starting to time
1: for spooky season, so we yeah. need to get a couple of spooky games in for Play Retro. We like to play. Yeah, those scary games.
0: Yeah, why yeah. not? There's talk of a of a complete remake of Alone in the Dark. Just got announced last yes, week. There. So,
1: yes, there cool. is. Anyway, be the reason why i picked that one. Mm. Oh well good
0: anyway uh trackballs next week we get into the halloween business the next week it'll all be great in the meantime please join us at our patreon at patreon.com slash play retro why you ask well the answer is simple it's a great way for us to maintain this thing and keep the lights on but also it's a great way for you to support your favorite show and your favorite creators like these people daniel who just joined us and somebody Hi, named Daniel. Mailman who's decided to go kind of across all the frog pants stuff and become a patron everywhere. I don't oh. know who that is, but I love him.
1: Mailman, you're awesome. Yeah. But now he's not like he's not like double like M A L E man, mm-hmm. right? Or nope. is he or is he like a like the postman? He's
0: like the postman. He's like Carl Malone. Oh. He's taking the ball to the, the hoop is what he's doing. Yes. Maybe mailman. Karl, maybe Carl Malone is actually supporting the shows. I don't know. Oh, that would be amazing. I doubt it, but hey, I'm from Utah. Could be jazz fan from back in the day when you could have won Mm -hmm. a ring you bastards anyway uh (laughs) that'll be uh that'll be real easy for it to hop onto patreon.com play retro show never get commercials pre-show content every single episode monthly benefits you can only get by going over there so sign up today if you haven't already play retro show gmail.com is our email address and the website is frogpants.com play retro hey brian do you have anything to add
1: before we go there daily i stream these games most every day 6 p.m eastern time twitch.tv forward slash brian dunaway scott you fight like a cow oh
0: well good because that's what my mama trained me to do
1: that'll do it for us thank you all for listening
0: we'll be back next time go play something retro and we'll see you then This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes, get more at frogpants.com.
1: It's up to you to find out what's what. Yeah. What's what, Scott? What's what? Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.